Are you healthy, fit and strong and do you know it? Are you healthy, fit and strong and do you know it? I was just walking past the couch and thinking, there's a new term that's come out by exercise physiologists and cardiologists and it's called a active couch potato. Have you heard that expression? So there are people who are exercising, they're moving their body for 20 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day, an hour, but the rest of the time they are inactive. So they're either lying on the couch or sitting in a chair or sitting in an office or sitting in a car or driving a bus or they're not active at all. So if you take the 30 minutes that they're doing out of 24 hours and it's a low intense activity, so they might be going for a walk or a slow plug jog, it's not really working. In fact, we know that it's not working because there's a lot of people that have an exercise program, but it's not helping their blood pressure, their resting heart rate, they're not getting any fitter, they're not uh, maintaining their muscle tissue, they're still getting sarcopenia, loss of muscle mass, uh, they're still getting osteoporosis, bone thinning disease, even though they're exercising. So there's that terminology, uh, active couch potato. Now, I certainly don't want to be either of those. I hate couches. Uh, mine looks pretty. I never sit on it. I'm either lying down or in the upright position because I hate sitting. And there is a reason for that, of course, because when you sit down, your brain doesn't work as effectively when you sit down, you don't have such uh, good circulation. You take out the major muscles in your body. Couches for me are to look pretty. That's just my personal opinion. What I'm sharing with you or asking very personally is if we're going to set the example for our kids to be active human beings and to be fit and strong for long, if you want to be fit and strong for long, are we do, uh, being a bit delusional by I'm doing my 30 minutes or I'm doing my 10,000 steps or I'm going to the gym three times a week? But is it really helping us? Is it really making sure that we are fit, healthy, strong human beings for a long time? And here's some things to consider. First one is, when was the last time you got puffed? Because if you don't get puffed, you're not going to get any fitter. For your heart and lungs to get, to get fitter and stronger, they have to be overloaded. And they don't get overloaded if you go for a walk. You can go for a five-hour walk, but if you don't increase your heart rate past what it normally or is comfortable at, and there's that word comfortable, which is why I hate bloody couches, because people sit in their couch to get comfortable. Your body only changes when it's uncomfortable, and use another example. Uh, if you're sitting on a chair, if you're sitting on the couch, if you're ever sitting, the only time you ever move your backside is if it hurts, if it's uncomfortable. If you are comfortable, you keep dead still. You don't do anything. And there lays the challenge. There sits the challenge. Is we do too much sitting and too much laying and not enough moving. Would that be fair? So what about what is moving and what does it actually mean? And there's two parts to that. Uh, we burn up energy in lots of different ways throughout the day. And yes, one is exercise. But if we're only burning up, and a lot of people count calories when they exercise, have you ever done that? I've burnt 300 calories or 200 calories or 500 calories or oh, I've got this great workout that burns 900 calories, which is fantastic. But if you eat three, 4,000 every day, that's probably not very much uh, to burn up in one session. And would it be a really good idea to do something that injects your body uh, with energy, with, with the ability to burn calories, burn food, burn sugar faster when you're resting. So a lot of people use exercise as I'm going to burn calories. And I'm the opposite. I like to do short. And I, when I say I'm the opposite, I've got physiology on my side. When you do short, sharp, hard bursts of intense activity, so 100% heart rate, not plod jogging, not walking, when you put your heart and lungs under pressure, 
Next time you do that, the whole endocrine system, central nervous system says, well, we want to make sure that she's better for next time. So your resting heart rate comes down, your ability to increase your heart rate goes up, and your metabolism changes. Your body turns into, and what I like to call a fat-burning machine, when you're resting, when you're sitting, when you're on the couch. Fat burning because when you exercise, you're not burning fat at all. And that's one of the really fun things I always love to share. When you do high intense bursts of activity, not one bit of fat will be burnt in that burst of activity. But it turns your body into a machine that will burn fat when you're resting. Because when you burn carbohydrate, which is the energy source for those intense bursts of activity, glucose, glycogen in your muscles, what happens is you only store in your, in your entire body, in your brain, your muscles and your liver, around about half a kilo of carbohydrate, glycogen, sugar, whatever you want to call it. Only half a kilo. That's the maximum storage capacity. So your body says, if you're going to give me these sharp, intense bursts of activity, if you're going to lift heavy, if you're going to get puffed, then I want to save that carbohydrate, glucose, glycogen, for when you're exercising, so that when you're resting, we're going to change your respiratory quotient, which is the uh, where are the calories coming from. So most people are sugar burning, carbohydrate burning most of the day because they're eating all day long, putting in too much food, your body's constantly burning up the carbohydrate that they're eating. But if you do sharp, intense bursts of activity where you're only burning carbohydrate, glucose, glycogen, when you're resting, your body says, I've got to hang on to that half a kilo for the next time she does that to me. So now we want to tap into the fat stores. Now that's just pure physiology. There's no argument about that. It's just how the human body works. Isn't that exciting? So instead of being a, a active couch potato, which is I've done my 10,000 steps or I've done my 30 minutes or I've been to the gym three times a week, what if throughout the day we do short, sharp, and I keep clapping loudly for a reason, because they short and sharp these bursts, 10 seconds of phosphate fitness, phosphate meaning 100% effort, changes everything, changes your metabolic rate, changes your respiratory quotient, changes your brain chemistry so you think better, think more clearly, think more creatively, you can overcome challenges. So a great thing to consider then when I am really fit, because I do short, sharp bursts of high intense activity, so my, my resting heart rate is low, my exercising heart rate is maximum, and I keep getting fitter and fitter. And the other great way to test that, by the way, is after my short, intense burst of activity, my, my heart rate goes back to resting very quickly. Uh, if you're not very, well, I'll rephrase, fit people and unfit people get puffed really quickly. If you put in 100% effort, your heart rate goes up and you get puffed really quickly. But when you're really fit, you recover really quickly. And that's a great way to measure whether or not you're getting fitter. So what happens then is because you're fitter, is it possible you can do everything in your life better? So for example, you don't need to sit down so often. I don't ever have to sit down because I don't get tired standing up because I'm really fit and I'm really strong. Isn't that exciting? I don't want to have to sit down because I'm tired. I don't want to have to have a rest during the day because I'm tired. When you're fit and when you're strong, you can do everything that you want to do better and faster including all the things that burn up calories throughout the day. So when I'm vacuuming, when I'm doing housework, when I'm ironing, when I'm washing the car, when I'm walking the dogs, when I'm uh, walking on my tread desk because I don't have a sit-down office desk, I have a tread desk, all of those things I can do faster, for longer and more effectively because I'm fit and my fitness doesn't come from doing those long, boring 
sessions of exercise because I don't consider them exercise. Living my life is not exercise. Living my life is not boring and long. I'm how many steps am I doing? I just can move faster, move more effectively, stay upright for longer, do more because I'm fit and strong. And so can you. Isn't that exciting? I get really excited about this because I've spent most of my life thinking, uh, believing that, and when I say believing, believing other people who've said to me without me understanding my anatomy and physiology, they have to have a base level of aerobic fitness and then you can sprint. Is it possible it's exactly the opposite? And again, I've got physiology on my side. When I sprint, when I do high intense bursts of activity, it doesn't have to be running, it can be boxing, it can be skipping, it can be jumping, it can be push-ups, it can be soft sand, stairs, doesn't matter. As long as I get puffed, and it's only 10 seconds, remember, if I get puffed for 10 seconds, I get fitter. When I get fitter, which means resting heart rate comes down and my ability to recover after my high intense burst becomes shorter, and that's the ultimate definition of fitness, work to 100%. How long does it take me to recover? Not very long. That's a proof, a proof that I'm fit. Low resting heart rate, proof that I'm fit. But my other proof of fitness is I can go forever. I can keep doing stuff, which means you can run marathons, you can do Ironman, you can climb mountains, you can go hiking all day, you can dance at a nightclub all night. You can just keep going because you're really fit and because you're really strong. Now, the other exciting thing is when you're really strong, you can puff harder. You can put more effort into your short, sharp bursts of intense activity because you've got strong muscles and bones. Now, the phosphate strength system, the only difference between the fitness and the strength is that muscles need time to recover. So your phosphate fitness is uh, that hard, fast, intense burst of activity. How long do I take to recover? About two minutes at the absolute most and your heart rate will be back to resting. That's how quickly you can recover. But my muscles that when I lift something heavy, I only lift them for 10 seconds, but I get slight micro tears in the muscle. And that's awesome because when I get those micro tears, I have to recover from the workout. My muscles have to regenerate. And because I put them under pressure and I gave them some I gave them a, 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 I broke them apart, I tore them, I ripped them, whatever you want to call it, but I broke the muscle apart, it's now got to recover, regenerate and supercompensate so that when we do it to, when I do that to the muscle again, when you do it to your muscle again, it's stronger. Everything about the human body is about putting, putting it under pressure, creating a challenge and then your body says, hey, if you do that to me again, I better be stronger. And that's where the endocrine and central nervous system comes in because they're the, the neurotransmitters that say, hey, she got puffed, we better be fitter for next time. She lifted heavy, we better be stronger for next time. And the only difference is the recovery time. Phosphate fitness, you can recover in about two minutes. But your phosphate strength isn't about the phosphate system recovering, it's about the muscles uh, reju rejuvenating, regenerating, supercompensating and being stronger. And that could take 7, 10, who knows how many days because it depends on how heavy you lifted. So what that means, though, is that your strength training program can be really short and not very often. I can get strong muscles and bones, ligaments, tendons and joints by overloading all of them. And at maximum, you'd have to do, you could just do one exercise because if you pick something up off the ground and put it back down again, you use every muscle in your body. But let's just say you use the movement patterns of the body. So you do a push movement, you do a pull movement, and you do a leg movement, and you keep going till you can't do any more. Three exercises, it'll take about three minutes, and you do that every four, five, six, seven, ten days, depending on how heavy you lifted. 
In other words, how much you overloaded your muscle, which means how much did I tear the muscle apart, which means how long does, is it going to take to recover, regenerate and supercompensate because it's not going to just get go back to what it was before. It's going to supercompensate and get stronger. Now, how do I know that I'm getting stronger? I can lift heavier. Isn't the human body amazing and so, so simple? How do I know that I'm fitter? My heart rate comes down when I'm resting and I recover quicker, quicker after my 100% burst of activity, intense activity where I get really puffed. And I know that I'm getting stronger when I can lift heavier. So if I want to be fit and strong for long, is it possible that we're being delusional by doing 10,000 steps or 30 minutes of plod jogging or a 45-minute class? If we're not getting puffed, and we're not overloading our muscles and bones, we're not getting fitter and we're not getting stronger. It doesn't matter what we're doing. So here's a great question. Are you getting puffed? What's your resting heart rate? How long does it take you to recover back to normal after you get puffed? And are you getting stronger when you're lifting? Not doing more exercises, not going to the gym more often, uh, not training for longer. We always seem to think that exercise is all about how long we exercise for. I'm going to give you a really interesting insight into that. I think that long exercise is one of the reasons why the world has become fatter, sicker, weaker, and more diseased than it's ever been. And let me just put that into perspective. If I'm an active couch potato, so I'll go back a step. If I'm a couch potato, so all I do is sit on the couch, sit in my office, sit in the car, sit on the bus, sit all day long. And if I've got out of shape, overweight, and my bones are wasting away, my muscles are wasting away, osteoporosis, osteopenia, I've got a slow metabolism, I might then say, help, I've got to do something. So I start exercising. And this is why I hate the word now. Uh, I'm, I'm really beginning to hate the word exercise because for most people, is it possible that exercise is 20, 30 minutes, 45 minutes or an hour of some kind of pacing activity? So whether it's walking or jogging or doing a class, but you can't work at 100% for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour. You just can't. It's not possible. That's the aerobic system. The only way you can do that is if you do short, sharp bursts of activity in that 30 minutes. But if I'm pacing myself through a steady state exercise session, nothing changes. I might get a little bit fitter and a little bit stronger, but it's a tiny amount because I'm not putting my body under massive pressure. So I'm not getting much fitter, I'm not getting much stronger, or it's going to take a really long time. But here's what happens. If I go from couch potato to active couch potato, so now instead of just lying on the couch all day sitting in a chair sitting in my office, I'm doing 30 minutes of walking or an hour of walking or 30 minutes of plod jogging or I'm going to the gym and pacing myself through my 45-minute workout or my hour workout. Is it possible that most people go from, oh, I'm exercising now. I was at the gym for a whole hour. I went for a walk for a whole hour. I did a 30-minute plod jog. I deserve a little reward. So yes, you burn calories when you're exercising, but if you don't exercise intensely, if you don't do short, sharp bursts of activity, if you don't get stronger, you might burn calories during that session, but your body doesn't change for the rest of the 24 hours. So if I keep eating the same, I might uh, change my body composition a little bit, but I won't change my, my respiratory quotient. My, there's no reason for it to change because I haven't put it under pressure. I won't turn into a fat burning machine. And if I add a little reward, where when I was a couch potato, I didn't have a reward because I didn't want to put on any weight. 
Now that I'm doing 30 minutes every single day walking or one hour walking or a 45 minute class, I deserve the reward. So now I have more biscuits than I would normally have or an extra glass of wine or I have a a bigger dinner or I have another piece of cake or another takeaway meal because I'm going to the gym every day or every second day or I'm walking every day or I'm, I'm doing an hour of something, plod jogging. So I end up getting fatter from exercise That's why I don't like the word exercise. I'm getting fatter from my exercise because I'm thinking in my headspace, wow, I'm doing an hour of exercise, but I'm not changing anything in my body. I might just be burning up a few more calories, but let's just put that into perspective. If I walk for an hour, I might burn about 300, maybe 400 calories. Half of that might come from fat. It's a very long, slow process to burn 9,500 calories, which is in a kilogram of uh, fat, the fat that sits on your body. So if you don't, don't want to be a couch potato and if you want to get results from your activity, you've got to get fit and you've got to get strong. So when was the last time you got puffed? When was the last time you overloaded your muscles and bones? It's only minutes a week. It's not, it's not hours and it's not hours a day or, or minutes a day. It's minutes a week. And you literally can have a body that is a fat-burning machine, a fast-calorie-burning machine, have a fast metabolism, have a brain that's happy, a brain that can think more clearly, a brain that's more positive, a brain that can come up with great ideas, a brain that is anti-depressed because it's you're pumping anti-depression neurotransmitters into your brain constantly. You'll have great hair, great skin, great nails. Strong self-esteem, strong self-confidence, chances of getting the coronary heart disease, type 2 diabetes, cancers, stroke, osteoporosis, dementia, sarcopenia, all the horrible diseases we get because we're inactive, either no risk at all of getting them, or if you get a disease, let's say you pick up a germ bug or virus, your body will fight that because you've got a strong immune system. Wouldn't it be awesome to be fit and strong for long so that you can do all the things that you want to do and have a body that's a high-performance machine? And what if you could do it in minutes a week? Wouldn't that be exciting? Super-duper-doo, how are you? I love to be an active, strong, fit human being. No couch potatoes here. woo